these chemicals that are in most cleaning products, even in many that are marketed as green or natural or non-toxic, have chemicals that are related to birth defects, cancer, endocrine disruption, neurological issues, you name it. You know, obviously, of course, asthma, allergies, skin issues. So reducing that exposure, eliminating that exposure is, can go such a long way. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Hi, guys. Welcome to our lair. How are you? I hope you're well. So glad you're here. So glad you're here. I'm getting my Theragun back, everybody. If you guys were wondering. (laughs) I used my throat chakra and fucking said what I wanted to say. I said... So if you guys didn't, just to catch you up. So Lindsay was <laughs> talking to someone and he borrowed the Theragun, which is a $600. I was dating. She I was, was dating. Dating someone. And um, it was a $600 device that is used for muscle muscle tension and we need it back. Krista is really pushing for this. So I, I reached out. I needed it. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, hey, hope... Hope all is well. Was wondering if I could grab or classic, have, classic intro. Was wondering if I could hope all is well. I, literally, I, I asked five people whether that was good or not. So good. They, they approved. Was wondering if I could grab or have you send my Theragun. My hammies are also asking. I needed to add a funny. I love it. Hey, yes, absolutely. I'm sorry. I've been, I've kept it from your hammies this long. Hope you're well. Also, I was just thinking about you this weekend. What's I feel bad about sharing that. Sorry, guys. I'm being like a little intrusive, but you don't know who it is. So, so it what's matter. the plan? So there's actually no plan yet. Fuck. He goes, let me know. Uh, do you have any plans to be on my side of town or I can bring it over to you? And like, obviously my habit is like, oh yeah, I'll let you know when I'm on your side of town. Of course. Make it fucking easy. I'll let you know when I have my hair done and I have Yeah, fresh. I mean, uh, obviously. Of course. I'll let you know when I have a full face on. But actually my reading with Nikki Nova really helps, is helping me right now. Because normally I'd be like, oh, I'm tempted to just like, uh, oh, he was thinking about me. But I'm like, actually, no, he's not. Uh, not the one. But anyway, I'm getting back my Theragun. Thank God. It wasn't awkward, which is great. There we go. It's coming back home, baby. Anyway. It's our year. 2019's our year. <laughs> but I always like, it's just a reminder to y'all out there. Sometimes conversations don't have to be that complicated. Yo. You know what I mean? Especially with dudes, to be honest. Yeah, they don't. Don't care. Don't need to be that complicated. You don't have to coddle them. You don't have to tell them like, I'm so sorry that if this is, I was thinking of saying, sorry, if this is awkward, but I need my Theragun back. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> dude. So people, oh my God, dude. People that are like, this is so awkward. Like when you're in public, it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is so awkward and random. But I wonder what that no, is. You're What's, what, you yeah. Loser. What is the subtext of that? It's like, just be able to sit. Or it's be able just, to sit in a moment that doesn't mm-hmm. feel a hundred. Yeah, exactly. Your this inability. Is so awkward. <laughs> What's awkward about it? <laughs> it's like not every moment's gonna be like perfect. Totally. Freaks me out. It freaks me out. It is. There would always be this dude that we had in our friend circle that always be like, Well, that was awkward. <laughs> and like do that. And you're like, uh, now it is, you freaking loser. It's that guy that wants to be the comedian. Of course. He's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I hate that, like, that sort of humor. That forced. Yeah, that forced, like, I don't know, just like a weird humor. Yeah. Anyway. It's a weird humor. You weird. How are you? Everything good? I'm good. Good. 
Good. We asked the we asked the group what we what we should talk about for the intros, mm-hmm. and there was a suggestion a suggestion to do the books we've read this year, our favorite books that have really impacted us or been thought provoking or interesting, and so we are excited to talk about that in this intro. Yeah, and my reading pattern. I've learned and now accept is that I can't really sit for hours on end and read. It's not, but I have friends who do and I'm a little jealous, you know, where they're like, I finished this book today. I started it this morning and I finished it. I'm like, there's that. no fucking way. I was way. like that with Harry Potter. I wish, I wish I had that. I don't know if it's attention span or what. So my style is just, I'm able to pick it up, open it, read for 20 minutes. And um, that's it for the day. I think the books that I'm reading now don't really allow me to to do that because most are self-help related. So I need to take one bit of it, absorb it, digest it. And that's actually really in this, um, I was listening to this podcast. I forget the, the name of it, but the person was talking about how you really learn and you should really be able to process and digest the information mm-hmm. in order to make it applicable. So it's not like plowing through everything just to get it done. It's right. really absorbing it. Right. Yeah, I can start. I have like, I have this random one suggested to me recently by my therapist but and she gave it to me women who run with the wolves i've heard of that myths and stories of the wild women archetype and i want to read from the back because it just gives a really good idea of what this is within every woman there lives a powerful force filled with good instincts passionate creativity and ageless knowing she is the wild woman who represents the instinctual nature of women but she is an endangered species in this book dr estes unfolds rich intercultural myths fairy tales and stories many from her own family in order to help women reconnect with the fierce healthy visionary attributes of this instinctual nature so basically like we have lost this. Like we are conditioned not to be this wild woman, to tap into her, to be her, to really express her. So it's a really nice digestible. You, I just read one story like every day and I didn't think I would I like, like it stories to be completely honest. I'm like, Oh, myths and stories. you know what I mean because then I'm like oh this reminds me of college when I'm like reading Uh the myths of Odysseus I don't really know but it's great it like kind of puts you in that you know dream world of oh this this is something I feel very deep inside of me and I'm really unable to express this and like why I love that I really I really like that being that untamed woman y'all and then for work, I just dip into Brene Brown's Dare to Lead every night for a few pages. Brave work, tough conversations, and whole hearts. So it's really coming from a heart-centered place when you lead. And what's been really helpful is how to have those hard conversations. And so much of that is through vulnerability. So much of that is through uh, setting expectations. So much of that is being honest, you know, being honest when maybe you don't know, or when you fuck up, uh, your team, if you have a team respects you more and there is more interconnectedness in the full, uh, goal or the, the overall goal. So I really, I love Brene. She's, she's the best. So yeah, and even if you're not, you know, managing a team, if you're managing a family, Oh yeah. You know, there's a lot of different social constructs Where? in which that same structure or prescription she's prescribed works. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. So I'm, I'm excited to read that. I actually haven't read it. Yeah, that's really good. And then I always have my, I, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but my Ask Your Guides by Sonia. Get your chick, cho- chicklet. Co- coachette. What? Get your chicklet now. <laughs> if you're like, I read this romance novel. It's I know. Silly. It kind of looks like a romance novel. <laughs> it does. This is connecting to your divine support system. So she really gives you a step-by-step way and it gets deeper as you go along to connect to your spirit guides, to your uh, writing to your guides, to, you know, different types of guides. So it's really cool. And you do little experiments along the way and it fucking works, y'all. Who's the author for that one? Sonia Coquette, C-H-O-Q-U-E-T-T-E. She also wrote Trust Your Vibes. But this one's real, real good. Love that. So you got to work one. Work, uh, spiritual, spiritual, and then like a story time. Story time one. Love that. Yeah. That's great. 
Thanks. Okay. So I actually plowed through all of Janine Roth's books this year. Oh, I need to dig in. I yeah. haven't read anything. So Janine Roth is, she talks a lot about the emotional relationship and familial relationship that we have with food, um, our relationship with food. And I really love her approach. She's been really inspirational for me and a few other people that we're very close to. Yeah. Simkin, who's been on the podcast, Danica Breisha, who's been on the podcast. So I read all of her books. Um, when food is love, women, food, and God, when you're eating at the fridge, pull up a chair, uh, emotional eating or breaking free from emotional eating. And there was just a bunch of them. Mm. And there's actually one that was a workbook that I didn't do, but, and, and to be, to be completely honest, I think if you just read women, food, and God, or, um, when food is love, you'll be good. You could, you could explore the other ones, but cause I feel like sometimes there is a redundancy, you know, I, when I read all of them at the same time, but it was really beautiful to kind of explore the ways in which I could see how my eating patterns within my life and within my childhood came to play with my relationship with my family, with my mom and, and my dad and everything like that. So it's really informational. It's it's not like a diet book. It doesn't really tell you how to eat, when to eat or anything like that. It just helps you to really analyze and look at your relationship with food and what food means for you in your life. Is food intimacy? Mm. Is food love? Is food freedom? Is food an escape? Whatever food is for you, it helps you really understand that and then um, work through that in a really beautiful way. So so interesting thinking about that. Like, the, is it intimacy? Is it freedom? Is it an escape? Yeah, that's interesting. I know. It's is there lot. like a little, it, so they describe each one and then you decide or is like a little quiz or not a quiz, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, that's really just, just how I kind of think oh. about it. So in it, there is different ways and relationships that it is cool. described, but that's kind of the way that I gathered that information Yeah, makes me and think. the ways that it works. Um, cool. But yeah, it, it's really good. And I would highly recommend for anyone that has binge eating, you know, anything related to any food issues where they would like to better understand why they do what they do as it relates to food. Uh, so that was really good. So that's Janine Roth. I'm hopeful to have her on the podcast. And then I, Justin and I are actually reading um, Graham Hancock's new book, uh, America Before. Mm. It's about new discoveries as it relates to findings, archaeological findings and historical findings that they've discovered in North and South America in the recent 20 years. And it kind of goes against the fact that we believe that we are the most advanced civilization civilization to exist today. And it speaks to the fact that there were most likely more advanced civilizations than us that existed in the Americas in previous times. And it talked about a global cataclysm that ended the last ice age and how there was people living before us that were more advanced and, and had better techno technology than we do. So it's really beautiful and it's just really interesting and, and really thought provoking. And I really love Graham Hancock. I think he's an amazing person. I think he's so well-spoken and it's, it's interesting to think about and talk about. And with that, it's kind of like a fun, I oftentimes what I've looking for in books is something to better understand, you know, myself, but more so, I'm always looking for information that's interesting in conversations. Mm -hmm. I want to be always thinking of new things. I want to always be bringing new information to the table, whether it's the podcast with friends, with my relationship. It's really important that I remain dynamic in that way and mm -hmm. that I'm learning something new. So Graham Hancock's books are really good for that. And Graham was also on the Joe Rogan podcast. So you can hear that podcast episode and he talks a lot about it. So if you want a teaser to the information from his book, you can look, look there. And then I actually got recommended this book um, by a friend because I'm looking for more information about, I guess, the history of race relations in America and how I can de go deeper in that and how I can learn more about that. And this book is called um, The New Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration in the Age of Colorblindness. Mm. So it talks a lot about how... Um, People believe that the race, the racial caste of American society is over after um, slavery ended, but actually really just shifted with the war on drugs. And it shifted with all of these different government plays that really just made incarceration the new slavery. And it's a really beautiful dive into that. And it, and it shows the story of it and just it's heartbreaking and heart wrenching and so eye opening and so, so just 
everything, every puzzle piece makes sense. Mm. And that's what I really love about it is that, you know, you can look at, and that's what I love about a lot of these different things. You know, if it's this, or if it's aliens, or if it's the new Americas, it starts, things really start to make more sense for me than they ever have before. So if I'm looking at the prison system, you can look and see this isn't making sense. Why are they, they work. And you know what I mean? They produce products and they produce all these things. And why are people that have, you know, incarcerated for five years that have sold weed, but then Epstein is like, and then weed becomes legal. And then exactly. And then they're still there. So there's so many different aspects of it that don't make sense. So then when you see, if you go back in history, you see why they did it this way and why that, you know, the laws have been created this way, just really makes a beautiful case for the hard legal facts of it and um, illustrates how African-Americans and the role of profiling and incarceration plays a huge role in solidifying their status as, you know, second-class citizens, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, to -hmm. use the author's words. And that's by Michelle Alexander. So that's called the new Jim Crow mass incarceration in the age of colorblindness. So that's a really good one too. So those are the three books that I'm reading right now. And I've really just picked up my, my book reading process. I was kind of doing more food stuff earlier in the year and now I'm just doing Mm -hmm. stuff that I'm interested in. I also think it's interesting, you know, thank God books like these are being written and researched because like, if I think about it, would that author, would this book be promoted on the Today Show? Do you know what I mean? Where like, where they kind of hold the reins in terms of creating a narrative around whatever, you know, maybe the Today Show will do a story about like how the prison system is really like empowering inmates to be educated and to work within the prison system. But then it's like, we're forgetting that like, they're still incarcerated over things that we have now made legal and we're actually putting them to work and producing products that we're making money off of. Like, so for these narratives... And by narratives, I mean true narratives to be researched and brought to light too, thank God. But they're also not getting the press that they need to get for people to, you know, on a mass scale, read and know about this. So yeah, that's a really beautiful point. I completely, yeah. I mean, you know, what would it take for, you know, an author like this to get real? Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I've been thinking a lot recently about like who's getting the press. I mean, you press. know what's going on? The, that, the Today Show is like, Cleanse diet. It's always like diet shit. Always diet shit. It's like shit. how to use, you know, clay in eight different ways yeah. <laughs> or whatever. But yeah. yeah, it's very, it has to be like an alternative news outlet. You know, I could see, you know, I could see who's my boyfriend. What's his name? <laughs> Noah, Trevor Noah. Noah. Trevor Noah. Yep. I can see him highlighting, you know, yes. obviously for, for obvious reasons, but then also like he is like on the edge, like he will you know, push the envelope and really have conversations that might be uncomfortable for some people, but that people need to know about. So yeah, it's, those are really great, great suggestions and reminders. And again, like it's kind of nice just as a last thing to have a variety of books at the ready, like at your, on your bedside table or wherever you kind of chill out so that you can follow your mood. Maybe you do really want to learn something in that moment, or maybe you do want to drift off into dreamland. Maybe you do need a little spiritual bolstering. Maybe you need whatever you need, but having those at the ready is like a good way to consistently read. Yeah. And if you, that book's a good resource, but also to explore more about the history of racial inequality in the United States with the focus on the fact of our prison system and how it's disproportionately filled with African-Americans. You can also watch the 13th we can yes. also watch 13th, mm-hmm. which is on Netflix. So that's also a really, really great documentary. It's um, frustrating and educational all at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, those are my my books. So join the secret Facebook group and we can talk about your books and you know we can maybe start a book club. I know that with our ambassador program. So Almost 30 Podcast has an ambassador program where we have Almost 30 Nation, the people that listen and support the podcast meet in communities where they are whether it's to talk about spiritual things, business things, personal things, whatever it is, oftentimes they often, oftentimes they do book clubs Mm -hmm. and they will talk about a specific book for the month. So it's been really fun to see them do that. Yeah. We love you. Okay. Kelly Love is on the podcast today. She is one of the founders of Branch Basics and she is going to talk to us about all things clean living you know, creating an environment that is free of harmful chemicals and eating according to 
basically like food as medicine, you know, and really thinking about that more deeply. And I just, I love her attentiveness to every aspect of our lives that we need to pay attention to. It doesn't, it's not overwhelming, Mm -hmm. you know, in the way she disseminates information and just makes it really doable. Like today, you could absolutely quote unquote, clean up your home in the sense of the products you're using, furniture, food, et cetera. Yeah. We got really tactical with Kelly. She's a joy and a delight. And it's really important, you know, for us to explore why cleaning, why clean cleaning products. You know, we use these every day. They affect our air quality. They affect the quality of our home. They affect the water. They affect everyone's water. You know, it's so important for Mm -hmm. us to really analyze and look at all aspects of our life. And what's nice about this and, and having clean home products is that you can start today you know, you can clean out what you have previously. You can use the rest of it and then just make a decision next time to support a better company like Branch Basics or or other mm-hmm. um, on your clean living journey. So I really love to talk about non-toxic living. She was really informational, like you said, and, and this was just a joy to record. Yeah, truly. So if you like this episode or if this is something that you feel like someone else could hear or need to hear, just pass it along to them. That really means a lot to us and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes so that you have the latest, freshest app in your inbox on Tuesdays and Thursdays and join our secret Facebook group. They're the best. It's the best place on the internet. It's funny. It's inspirational. It's supportive. It's the fucking best. Yeah. People always come to our secret Facebook group to share their good news. Yeah. And it makes my day. It's the best. You know, they're like, we just saw today, you know, one of, one of the girls of our community is pregnant. Mm-hmm. She wants to share the announcement. They tell us when they get new jobs. They tell us when they are going through breakups and they're excited or when they're sad. And there's just so many different milestones within people's lives that they share with our community. And it's really beautiful. Yeah. And... We are on the road. We're on tour. So we'd love to see you. You can visit almost30podcast.com slash tour for all of our tour dates. We're going to be in Nashville, Chicago, Ohio, Philly, DC, New York, Sydney, Melbourne, Miami. And we have a big live show in LA. We'll be homecoming in LA in December. So can't wait to see you and meet you. Nashville is going to be two awesome events. We have Wednesday with Julie Solomon of the Influencer Podcast, Pitch It Perfect. Thursday is with Dr. Josh Axe. So I just wanted to highlight those Mm -hmm. awesome stops on our tour. And then the other event we have in LA with Nicole Lappin, Rich Bitch, Boss Bitch, Becoming Superwoman. She is funny and amazing. And we are going to be with her on September 12th at the Riveter. So I just want to highlight those ones. Yeah, please get tickets. They will sell out. So we'd love to see you and your friends. And just a note on the Nicole Lappin event, you will receive her latest book with your ticket purchase. So that's that. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy this one and we'll see you on the other side. You know, we're so excited to chat with you and... um you know, Branch Basics has really informed us so much about where we can be more conscious of what we're, you know, putting around our bodies, cleaning our homes with. And, you know, we do have a lot of, of moms in the group as well. Mm-hmm. So just spe- speaking a bit more specifically, but, you know, what are we, what are we hoping to be aware of? Like if we are carrying a child or have small children, like I just think it's, something that is a bit overwhelming because they're they're taking in and and doing things that like we're not as adults doing so what do we need to be aware of and as a mom yourself you know what have you what have you learned this is a specific question you know a lot of people are yeah i mean that's that's a common story for a lot of people like when i became a mom or when i found out i was pregnant i started becoming more aware are conscious of the products I was putting in on and around myself. And, you know, I mean, when you have that little baby and you have that responsibility for another human life, you just take on like a whole new perspective of just protecting that little being. And so a lot of our customers are moms that are just so grateful to have a safe product that they can that their little ones can use, you know, themselves to even clean up after little spills or whatever. And then, you know, prenatally that they can know that it's safe to use around their developing baby. Because yeah, these these chemicals that are in most cleaning products, even in many that are marketed as green or natural or non-toxic, have chemicals that are related to, you know, birth defects, cancer, endocrine disruption 
neurological issues, you name it. You know, obviously, of course, asthma, allergies, skin issues. So reducing that exposure, eliminating that exposure is can go such a long way. And the more little choices that you make in your, you know, everyday life that reduce the amount of exposures you have to harmful chemicals, the more you're giving your body a chance to, you know, have a stronger detoxification and immune system, you know, have a stronger defense against unexpected exposures or even allergies and mold and things like that. And the ability to heal if you're going through some, you know, if you're having health issues, then your body can use that energy towards healing instead of having to detoxify chemicals. So it's really, you know, it's not just like a simple or, you know, one little thing. I mean, it, it, it contributes to a lot. And we always talk about just the importance of removal. Just get them out, like just get them out. And then you don't have that constant exposure on your body. What do you suggest for people to um, get rid of you know, their products? Is there a place to take them? Or how would people dispose of their products at their house that aren't clean? Yeah. So we have um, a list on our website, but then also, or just like to even kind of decipher which ones aren't clean. Um, but Earth911 is a great website. It's just earth911.com. You can go in, type in your zip code, and they'll give you options in your area for proper disposal. So it's it's really great and easy resource. Yeah, that's super helpful. Um, yeah, because I, I feel like people, at least me too, like make an excuse like, well, what do I do with them now? And how do I yeah. you know, right. about doing that? Well, and you know, we want to meet people where they're at too. So if you're not ready to toss them out of your house completely or toss them in the garbage, then at least get them out of your house and storm in the garage or outside, you know, even just getting them out of your, your home will significantly improve your indoor air quality. You know, people don't think about how our indoor air is vastly more polluted than outdoors. Um, the EPA says after using like products, like cleaning products, your indoor air quality can be up to a thousand times more polluted than outdoors. Um, you know, we think of like smoke, smoke stacks and like highways being polluted or whatever, but really our homes with all the cleaning products and fragrances and just furniture and different things that we bring into our homes um, really impact the air quality. So just getting them out can, can do wonders. Um, you know, we always tell people to think about the grocery store. It's like, you, you know, when you're on the cleaning aisle, you can smell it and those are sealed and closed. Um, and so when they're just sitting under your sink, um, in your cabinets, they're still releasing those volatile organic compounds. Can we review, um, you know, what uh, common household cleaners that we would have that we need to be aware of that are super toxic and should get out and replace with what? So, do you mean like the types of products, like categories, or the types of ingredients? Both. So, you know, if we're talking about like a Windex or maybe mm-hmm. a Obviously, bleach is very toxic, but mm-hmm. so people are aware of you know the toxicity levels, what's in them, and what it could cause. Yeah, you know, they might be experiencing they might be experiencing symptoms or conditions that are caused by these these chemicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, first of all, we so many people just assume that they have to you know hold their breath when they clean their bathroom or whatever, and just put up with these fumes because other products won't work and. That is just absolutely not true. I mean, even just our our company alone, we get testimonials every day about how, oh my gosh, this works better than all the other stuff and I can actually breathe when I clean now. So just not accepting the fact that, or, you know, just not accepting that you have to use harmful products to clean um, is step one. But looking at all your stuff, I mean, most people have dozens of different cleaners. So you know, bathroom cleaners, oven cleaners, surface cleaners, you know, windows, there's tons of different ones, furniture cleaners. So first of all, just even reducing the number of cleaners you have is super helpful. And, you you know, I mean, y'all know we offer a concentrate to allow you to do that, you know, so that you don't have to have 30 different cleaning products polluting your air. And then just looking at the label. So many people just look at the front of the label, but it's so important to turn the bottle around and look at the back of the label and see, does it even have an ingredient list? If it doesn't, then that's a huge red flag. And just a side note, 
you know, cleaning products in our country are not regulated. So we're not, manufacturers are not required to disclose ingredient. And so if there is no ingredient list, then, you know, there's, there's something, you know, that, that, that they might be hiding. And then looking for like the words, caution, warning, danger, those are words that are required to be on there. If certain poisonous substances are in there at different levels, like you mentioned, chlorine bleach, the different pesticide preservatives. So um, if there's certain preservatives that are EPA registered pesticides, like the methoisothiolazinone family, or the um, even just sodium benzoate, potassium sorbate, synthetic preservatives like that, that have either been found to be neurotoxic or just really bad skin ir- irritation, skin allergens. And then obviously a huge, huge one um, is the word fragrance. So the word fragrance can be a catch-all word to hide thousands of different chemicals that can be a trade secret. And it's kind of a blessing in a way because it makes it really easy on the consumer. Because if you see that single word fragrance, which everyone can pronounce and understand, then you know it's a, it's a product worth tossing, getting rid of. Because anyone that has fragrance or perfume is going to have a concoction of chemicals that have been related to neurotoxicity, endocrine disruption, cancer, the list goes on. And so fragrance, you know, more and more people are becoming sensitive to fragrance, but it's, it's one of those things that if, until you get rid of it and get it out of your everyday life, you don't realize how strong it is. And then we, we love to challenge people just to get, get it out, stop using it, put it away if, you don't, if you're not ready to throw it away, and then come back you know, in a month. And m- most people are blown away by how strong it is and they just didn't realize it before. And this is a huge factor with laundry. I mean, we never escape our laundry detergent. It's on us. 24-7 when we're you know, in our clothes, our sheets, our towels. And so laundry is a huge passion point for us because just changing your laundry detergent alone to something that's safe can, can really take a huge body burden or a huge burden off the body. Yeah, I'll notice too if I'm wearing... if I've So Justin has bought like non-clean detergent and then we have your guys that I use. And if he ever uses the one detergent that's not clean, I'll smell. <laughs> I can feel my body smelling and it's mm-hmm. almost like boxing from everything that I'm putting in my system from the detergent that's not clean. That's so true. Like your body odor is worse when you are yeah. like exposed mm-hmm. to more chemicals. Yeah. Um, I like once I became aware of all this stuff and started living a cleaner lifestyle, I was like, I don't even need deodorant anymore. <laughs> Yeah, literally. I mean, yeah, it's wild. It is wild. And once you like detox your armpits from like using unsafe, you know, antiperspirants or deodorants too, you can also tell the difference. So yeah. I definitely noticed with the skin. There was something you mentioned and I wanted to ask about specifically. So if someone, obviously the best case scenario when thinking about the products people have at their house is for them to recycle all of these products and get clean products. Would it be a, would it be beneficial for them if during the process of getting all clean products that they took the the harmful chemicals and the harmful products out, put them in the garage or put them outside and then used them? Like is it better to keep them outside and away from just being in the house for the for the fume's sake? Yeah, so it's better to keep them out so that you don't have that constant low level exposure when you're sleeping, when you're just in your house every day. But of course, it's obviously ideal to not use them at all and to to properly dispose of them. But again, you know, we like to meet people where they are. And if you, you know, use it sparingly and then put it back outside, then that's going to be better for you than just storing it in your house 100% of the time. And I wanted to mention something too real quick about, I said fragrance, something that a lot of people don't know. And I was shocked when I found this out years ago is unscented does not mean the same as fragrance-free. So fragrance-free mm. actually means like there is no added fragrance ingredient, you know, scent uh, chemicals in there. Uh, unscented or even free and clear, you know, that can just mean that there are no scents, like synthetic scents added for the purpose of a smell. But they can still, manufacturers can still add synthetic scents to cover up 
the other ingredients or to cover up odors from the other ingredients in the product. So basically unscented could mean that it's the same as a fragrance product. It just has masking chemicals. Wow. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people will say, oh, I use free and clear, you know, unscented detergent, but I still have like skin rashes or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. What were, you know, a lot of people are living with, you know, subtle conditions or symptoms of, or just feeling not great, but thinking that's normal. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear about your experience when you made the switch to everything all natural. Um, I know that you were experiencing symptoms in college, whether it was joint pain or fatigue, but I'd love for you to to tell us about that and, and the change that you experienced. Yeah. So my story is really just because I was ex- you know, exposed to the healing power that my best friend, Allison, now co-founder, um, experienced when she started removing harmful everyday products from her life cleaning products, personal care products, and chemicals from her food. So we were roommates. We were in college, like, you know, typical college lifestyle where you're not really caring about what you're eating and drinking and staying up late, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, Allison's body just started breaking down. I think a large portion of it, um, in hindsight, was building materials. So moving into a brand new apartment with new carpet, new cabinetry, you know, new paint, etc. But yeah, her body started breaking down. She, you know, went to grab the milk carton and it just dropped. Like her neurological function started declining. She was in a ton of pain, unexplainable pain, and traveled the country for two years and doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong. And uh, she was on a growing list of medications and, you know, steroid injections, antidepressants, muscle relaxers, painkillers, etc. So anyway, one day she was just feeling hopeless and finally had ears to hear her aunt Marilee, our third co-founder. And Marilee started talking to her and me, you know, through Allison really, uh, about the the just the fact that like our the products we use every day in on and around us are filled with chemicals that aren't regulated and aren't tested for safety and that are linked to all these health issues. So we were just completely mind blown. I mean, we're in college. We're like, like never, you know, grew up very using conventional products. And so within six months of making those changes, dietary changes and product changes, Allison started finally getting better and experiencing relief and was just blown away because she had, you know, been going to the best of the best doctors all over the country for two years. So it was pretty powerful, like, you know, just example to me. And I just, it just made sense to me. I was like, yes, of course I don't want to put that stuff on my body or in my body. And so I started, I start, you know, I mean, I started just like noticing things and becoming more aware and feeling better, but really Allison and, Amer- and I moved in with Marilee for the summer after graduation in 2008. Um, we graduated from University of Texas in Austin and went and lived with Maryland, the beautiful Texas Hill Country, and just had the most amazing summer and learned for the first time about, you know, juicing vegetables and walking on the ground barefoot. And I don't know, just infrared sauna and all these different things that were just new to us. And by the end of that summer, not being exposed to these harmful products and laundry products, et cetera, um, Allison and I were both like, new people. I mean, I swear my bylaw, our biological age, like totally decreased after that summer. Um, we just were, were so healthy and I was the healthy one, but you know, before that summer, but I was still having horrible menstrual cramps, horrible body odor, you know, just things that we think are normal, you know, headaches, joint pain. I was going to acupuncture and masseuse like all the time because of horrible pain in my neck and shoulders and I just I I started to realize that I actually am chemically sensitive and I was reacting to like my bounce dryer sheets and my conventional laundry detergent. And so like once I was around that now, after like post being at Marilee's that summer, I was able to experience and feel the reaction that my body had was having to those things. So, but yeah, I mean, absolutely what you said, just all these things that we kind of just think are normal and we pop an Advil or Tylenol for, 
you know, usually there's a reason for that. Um, Mayor Lisa, an icon. <laughs> she's it's amazing. She's, she's goop before goop existed. She is. She <laughs> she's is. an icon. She I has her own incredible, incredible story. Yeah, she's amazing. Oh, I know. We need to get her on mm-hmm. the pod. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask about um, <clears throat> something I've been thinking about a lot lately is paper towels and toilet paper. <laughs> Do you know anything about them? Like, are, is that, are, are, you know, should we be careful about that? Because are those things that are bleached and do those have things on them that we wouldn't want to put on our private parts or our body? I'm laughing because we, I literally just reviewed a draft last night of an upcoming blog post we have on toilet paper. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. I know. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, now you're telling me this is bad too. Like, come on people. Where does it stop? But unfortunately that's the sad reality we live in. Like everything we use is, you know, manufactured with toxic chemicals pretty much. But, um, Yes. I mean, the toilet paper we use is important to think about because it's going on a very sensitive thin skin area and our skin is our largest organ and absorbs absorbs these chemicals and fragrances. And um, yeah, I mean, they can have... There's actually scented toilet paper, like toilet paper with fragrances add to it. But the quilted, like the extra you know, thick ones actually tend to be more... Um, contain more toxic chemicals than the like thinner recycled paper. But like you mentioned, yes, there's bleaching chemicals. There's different things from like the wood pulping process. I can't remember off the top of my head, like exactly the names of all the different chemicals, but yes, it's absolutely something to think about. And there are some resources for that, but I know for like, for recommending safer brands and we'll be coming out with that soon. But I do know that just that the thinner recycled toilet paper is is healthier. Yeah, and I think also I'm trying. So I'm trying to move away from paper towels in general and use you know because that's wasteful. It, it's unnecessary. Um, and then with toilet paper, getting like one of those little like the tushy, getting like those little bidets that you yes. can get attached to your to your toilet seat. Because I mean, we we spend a lot of money on our toilet paper and paper towels and it's just like un, unnecessary. So that's been something like I've been kind of focusing on lately too. Because I pull out these crisp paper towels and I'm like, this is so white. You know what I mean? I'm like a little always wary of something that's so white. I'm like, I don't want to be using this. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And yes, we mentioned bidet in the, um, in the article. And I know y'all just went, to Europe. And I'm sure, you know, that y'all saw that they use those a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then paper towels. Yes, absolutely. I mean, some of those are treated with biocides, like pesticides pretty much. And yeah, not so great stuff. So using just cotton cloths or microfiber cloths, things like that are definitely better. I mean, microfiber cloth does, does still have like plastic in them. So you're contributing to the plastic, but but you know, you can reuse them. So definitely better than paper towels. Yeah. I know a lot of brands are getting on like the green train and they're not completely green. So what can our listeners look out for? Like, you know, when they're buying any type of product, doesn't have to be cleaning necessarily that claims to be green. I'm sure the regulation on that is not like airtight and super strict. So, you know, are there certain chemicals that should send off a red flag or, or ingredients rather that should like alarm us if we don't know what they are at first glance? Yeah. I mean, it, it's such a wide um, range for different products. You know, there are different type keywords, I guess. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, there's so much greenwashing now. Companies just marketing, you know, with that green language so it's absolutely important for the consumer to be educated and to ask questions. And there are things like, you know, low VOC or no VOC, but what else is in there? Like biocides and pesticides and fungicides and mildicides and any other masking agents or things like that. So I think the biggest thing is just to not, again, not look at the marketing claims and not look at the front of the bottle or just whatever has said on the website, but always look for an ingredient list. Always look for an ingredient list. And the EWG, the Environmental Working Group, is a great resource for for personal care products and cleaning products where you can actually look up the ingredients or even search a product. And then um, Made Safe is a 
awesome certification that has really actually great stringent um, requirements. We're actually in the process of finalizing our Made Safe certification now. Think Dirty is another great app where you can kind of check your products and see how they rate. So some of these organizations have kind of done the work for you to put in all the chemical ingredients because obviously it's it's just unrealistic for the average American consumer to understand and know each ingredient. But just always looking at an ingredient list and, and knowing what you're actually using is step one is the most important thing. Yeah, like with your food. Yeah. You know, look we'll look at the ingredients. So it's it's the same. This is kind of, I don't know, this is just kind of a thought that I'm having. So do you think that, and there's no right answer to this, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts. Do you think that what had happened was all of these products were created and they didn't test and they had the assumption that they were safe and they didn't really see them as something that would impact our health? And then now the industry has to catch up to the products that they've made that are really shitty, that are now staples? Like, do you think mm-hmm. that's what happened with with the whole industry and why everything's so toxic? Yeah. So there's the whole, you know, there was that whole age of better living through chemistry, and they were just designing all these new chemicals and, but not really testing them for safety. And in America, we can just put out anything until it's proof, you know, until enough people get sick to prove that it's worth recalling or or discontinuing manufacturing. But like in Europe, they use, they have the precautionary principle. So that means that the the ingredients or products are assumed guilty um, until proven innocent. So you actually have to prove the safety before putting it out on the market to the mass public. But in America, we're almost like the guinea pigs, you know? And so we actually over here don't have very many chemicals banned. There's like over 80,000, well over 80,000 chemicals in commerce. And, you know, I think like, I don't know, don't quote me on this, but like less than 10 have been tested or something. It's like crazy. Whereas in in, um, Europe, there's, you know, thousands of chemicals that are banned and we have like less than five or 10 banned. So it's definitely something that has just kind of happened over time. And and our government has kind of just allowed because of the lack of regulation and lack of safety testing. Because they want to weaken us. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's just, it's crazy because, you know, <laughs> have you all watched that documentary Stink? Everyone needs oh, no. to watch it. Oh, I've heard of it. It's Tell on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's called Stink. Like Stink, like smells bad. And I mean, you'll see it's so eye opening. I mean, there are literally people, you know, lobbyists that are paid to try and argue that these chemicals are safe and that, like, it's they're, you know, not harming people when in reality there's like other countries refusing these toxic chemicals and we're accepting them. It's anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy, but y'all should definitely watch that documentary. Another the book that I, was thinking about too was Rachel Carlson, Silent Spring. She was one of the activists. She was like a marine biologist that wrote a book called Silent Spring. And it was actually like a call to action about DDT before DDT was banned. So she was like way ahead of that curve, saw all the implications of using DDT and everything like that. And one of the quotes I was thinking about, and I wanted to pull it up because I I was thinking about when we were talking is, um, and this is from Silent Spring by Rachel Carson. Why should we tolerate a diet of weak poisons, a home of insipid surroundings, a circle of acquaintances who are not quite our enemies, the noise of motors with just enough relief to prevent insanity? Who would want to live in a world which is just not quite fatal? And I think that's a lot with all our cleaning products and all the furniture and you know that which I want to talk about too. But everything around us being so toxic, it just keeps us at like a low level of never being quite there, never being quite happy enough, never being quite settled, never being quite fully healthy or vigorous or feeling really good. And I think that's why this topic is so, so, so important and something that we have to take responsibility of and take action on and really not look to the government, not look to regulations, not look to anyone else to take the steps or learn the knowledge, but really just take it upon ourselves because you know, no one's really doing anything about it. And so we need to do it ourselves by being a consumer of the right things. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, I mean, well said. And uh, so many people assume that if they're buying something on the store shelf, it's safe. It's been, it's gone through some type of screening or regulation and that's just 
you know, not the truth, not the case. So Mm -hmm. absolutely. And like I mentioned, you know, with the toilet paper, a lot of people can tend to think, oh my gosh, like there's so much or this too, like, come on, where does it stop? But again, it's just like, we've accepted the fact that all these chemicals are in our food and in our products and we're supposed to just be okay with it. Like, you know, it's up to us. The only way it's going to change is if consumers start changing their buying habits. I mean, the companies are not going to produce products that people aren't buying. And so the only way that they're going to... I mean, while they're still making tons of money off of it, they're going to keep making them. But if consumers actually start choosing products that are safe, then the companies are going to you know, follow and, and focus on manufacturing those. And I see it. Um, and I see it just as something that it's like, yeah, it's stressful and overwhelming. And I'm kind of socialized to this now. So I, I kind of understand all the layers of the onion that we have to peel back within our lives that are toxic or harmful, even in you know government or healthcare, whatever. But it's like taking the decision and looking forward. So it's like, okay, the next time you buy toilet paper, the next time you buy whatever, it doesn't need to essentially be like an entire life shift, although that would be nice and amazing, but it's like taking the small steps like you talked about. And I do have to say when you incorporate these clean products into your life, there is something that happens. Like I think the idea of buying them is like, kind of a, a far thought where you're like, yeah, I want to do that. But like when you actually do it and you incorporate them, there is something that is special. Like I just feel like I'm doing good for myself, for the people around me. Even I have someone that cleans my apartment every like once a month. And I'm like, oh for her, like this is safe and healthy too. Like just kind of thinking, you know, do you I'll have her use your products. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. That's fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. And and she at first she was like, "What is what is this? Like, don't, <laughs> don't make me change what I use." But I like explained to her, "I'm like, you know, this is healthy for me and for you because I mean, she's cleaning and so in the thick of it." But I, I I had a I had a thought about like why is it cheaper to be using these chemicals? Like, is that the only reason why like they're using them over natural products? Like, is there something? Bigger going on here, like I on a very simple level, yeah. I just don't understand why they are choosing to just fill it with so many toxic ingredients and so many ingredients. Period. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't say for sure, um, but I, yeah, I definitely think cost is a big part of it. Um, you know, and that's why there are a lot of companies now that say people over profits um, because there are so many companies out there that value profits over people. So they're going to, you know, use the cheapest products. And also like if you're, if you're, you know, sometimes you're not going to have a product that is with great ingredients, you might need other extra ingredients and it just kind of all compiles. And, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 thing is that if we're so inundated with these products that we don't even realize how they're affecting us and just even like you said like just our mood and um i mean a lot of these chemicals can just be affecting us mentally and putting us in a bad mood or making us irritable and just all these things that we just don't even realize so yeah i don't know i just can't stress enough like yeah. getting rid in- of them what is in the Branch Basics concentrate? So people are aware of, of what's in there. Yeah. So we have um, the alkyl glucosides, which are the surfactants that are the European Union rated as safe and um, gentle for baby and not skin irritants because not all surfactants, plants derive surfactants. Just because it's plant derived doesn't necessarily mean that it's safe because it might have some processing agents that are solvents that uh, are not safe. So anyway... The uh, like alkyl glucosides, like cocoa glucoside, decal glucoside, and laurel glucoside, and then chamomile extract, um, a really fabulous chamomile that is a fragrance-free chamomile and very gentle, also helps with preservation properties. And then things like sodium, uh, sodium citrate, uh, sodium phytate, um, just things that are mineral and, and plant-derived. And really, we only have like eight ingredients or seven ingredients, and you just don't need need a whole laundry list of stuff to be effective. Um, I mean, we just yeah, that's the point. I think that's like the main takeaway is like 
one, the products are super effective. They work, period, the end. And that like there doesn't need to be so many ingredients in there. It can be really simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we went through over a hundred formula samples working with the chemist. And, you know, we were because we have a concentrate, we because we work, you know, with a lot of chemically sensitive, um, with that was our benchmark. We needed it to be safe for the chemically sensitive. If it's safer for them, then it should be safe for everyone. And, you know, not leaving a residue, being able to be diluted at different concentrations to be able to use for a whole range of cleaning purposes. We had a lot of different criteria, um, not uh, irritating the eyes and skin. So it, it took us a while, but yeah, the simple formula actually worked out with being able to cover all of our, all of our major criteria. Yeah, that's amazing. And I was thinking about with the the reason why the toxic chemicals, and I think a lot of it has to do with like the old processes related to like government subsidiaries to like companies like Monsanto and stuff like that. So the government not only gives them a cut kickback, but then they also get paid. So it's like a cycle that pays itself, that pays them, that mm-hmm. keeps us in the position where we're like able to buy things more cheaply, like cleaning products, or even in the case of like agriculture, as it relates to like Monsanto's agricultural relationship. And then two, you know, if the EPA was to come out with something to say like, yes, these are all toxic. These ingredients that we've allowed to happen since 1976 are toxic, then people would sue and that would be huge Mm -hmm. liability for the government. So it's like, they're just going to not pay attention to it, turn their backs to it because it might be too big of a mess for them to deal with anything, I guess. Right. Which is, you know, really, really disheartening. I wanted to ask about something that we talked about when you were here that I was really excited about too that I hadn't thought about was furniture. Mm -hmm. So what do they do to furniture? Like what should we be thoughtful or wary about with furniture? Well, I mean, everything from flame retardants to, you know, formaldehyde in the glues with manufactured wood. So, I mean, the main things that like kind of the baseline things to look for are solid wood and no flame retardants, no like chemical stain treatments. I'm trying to think what else with like the main points. I mean, again, biocides and things like that, which there's, so we all know about VOCs, the volatile organic compounds. We've all heard about that. I mean, and and even a rose has a VOCs. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the compound that are released when there's a smell of fragrance, but you know, with furniture, there's typically a lot of harmful VOCs released and with different finishes, like if you have a, a stain um, or wood finish or things like that. And then with the um, the fabrics, it's, you know, typically the, the flame retardants and different like chemical treatments for the, for the, um, oh my gosh, the, the, the fabric cover. <laughs> yeah, the materials. Yeah, yeah. And then but again, it kind of ranges whether, you know, what type of furniture you're looking at. But Marilee is the true expert on that. I yeah. I mean, I know, you know, the basics. What I've never thought, you know, and that just is makes you think. And I know we could go on forever about yeah. like clothing oh, and stuff. So, so many different things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the biggest thing, you know, obviously you can't always, especially with your furniture, just get rid of everything. Or like if you're buying new furniture, you know, a lot of really good quality handmade stuff is really expensive. But, you know, even just if you can, setting it out in the sun for a few days can do wonders. Mm. I mean, the sun is an amazing, like, detoxifier, breaks down chemicals and, you know, things that outgas, they'll be, they'll outgas a lot quicker in the sun. So anything that has a smell, I mean, if you have anything new, I pretty much, (laughs) that that I can't just wash or whatever, I put out in the sun for a few days and it, it will kind of neutralize the smell a lot better. I'm expecting wow. almost 30 nation to send us pictures of like couches on their roofs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Nature how do you is do amazing. amazing. Nature is amazing. <laughs> That's a great amazing. Yeah, yeah, we have an article all about outgassing and sunning. So wow. it's a really, really effective tool. It's free. Yeah, your blog is is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's such a great resource. So for people listening, you know, definitely check that out. So what can we look forward to? You know, I know, you know, Branch does 
you know, your concentrate and cleaning products so well. And they really, really work. And it's just, you know, been such a game changer for us. So, you know, just as a brand, like what are you looking to to disrupt, you know, within, you know, this industry or others as as a leader in in the clean cleaning product space? Yeah. I mean, really, there's so much more to do with just cleaning. I mean, with people realizing that the cleaning products they have are polluting their bodies and polluting their homes. Um, And so we're not looking to expand outside of cleaning too soon because there's just so much, you know, to do within that still. So many people to reach. Really, we want to spread the message that, you know, just getting like it's great if you buy branch basics but using branch basics along with all the other like harmful products is not going to give you the the like the true powerful experience that we want you to experience like we ex- we have all experienced the power of pure that's what like we like to call it i mean the power of pure living and and what that can that what kind of transformation that can have on health and healing and so we we just really want to drive home the you know we we have a whole section on our website about a home cleanse. We want to drive home this message of of you know not just buying like safe products but actually removing the harmful products from your home and that making such a difference or all the difference. And then really just we're focusing on providing glass bottle options so even though we have single use, you know, we don't have single use plastic with our spray bottles right now. They're all reusable. We want to offer glass as well and just get rid of, try and reduce plastic even more. So we're working on that. And then eventually we'll, we'll do a dishwashing option and some things like that, but, but really just stick to cleaning um, for, mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. So, well, yeah, glasses and something we've been more conscious of as well. Yeah. And I think it's cool. You guys have your home cleanse guide on your website. It's just under the menu on there. And then you can also get a, a printable one. Okay. So for people that want to do one of the home cleanses, you can get a printable guide to that just on the Branch Basics website, which is awesome. And I love the way you you guys break it out. So yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Pesticides and cleaning products. And we're going to be adding to it with fragrances and and other stuff. It's pretty comprehensive and it can be overwhelming, but it is like you said earlier, you know, just take it baby steps as you can. And it's so worth it. (laughs) It's just so worth it. We have story after story after story of just incredible healing that happened just from removing harmful products from the home. I mean, I'm talking, you know, most people have, when you think about it, Dryer sheets, candles, air freshener, plugins, Lysol—you know, sprays, disinfectant sprays—just um, so many things that their body is constantly having to detoxify. And so, when you remove all of that stuff, I mean, our bodies are just brilliant self-healing machines if given the right conditions. And you know, a big one we don't often give enough weight to is the air we breathe in our homes. So. Just improving the indoor air quality can give our body the ability to heal and strengthen. Love that. So good. Amazing. Um, so where can they connect with you? Should they just go to branchbasics.com or, or what does that look like? I know we were talking about social media earlier. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm taking a break on my personal social media, but Branch Basics social media is going strong um, and we're very active. So yeah. We um, we love engaging with people through direct messages through Instagram at Branch Basics um, and Facebook and then yeah our website branchbasics.com. Yeah, and um, your team Carly's amazing, and we also had an episode with Allison, who's your best friend and co-founder. Yes. Um, that we will link in the show notes here, and that one was really really helpful and beautiful. We loved hearing her story. So for more clean. Um, living advice and information. You can check the show notes for that. And you know, we're so thankful that you came on today. I know you're you're feeling maybe a little tired, but we really <laughs> this was super helpful. I'm yeah. really really inspired to go home and really. really clean up what I've got going on. Well, thank y'all so much for having me. No, we're just as many people as we can get the word out to you. We will take any opportunity we can get. Thank you. Aww. Amen. Yeah, we're here to That's support good. you in the mission. So thank you so much. And Shame. we'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. Bye, Kyle. 
Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thank you for sharing with your friends and family, just spreading the love. This is a community effort to just learn more, do better, feel better, and be better for one another. So thank you, Kelly, for coming on and sharing your insight and experience and your brand, Branch Basics. You can learn more and buy their products, branchbasics.com. Use the code almost 30. And I'd like to shout out another brand, uh, a brand that we love so much who has supported us throughout our tour over the last two years, Siete Foods. This is a grain-free brand. They have grain-free tortillas, chips, uh, taco shells. They have some delicious queso and other products that we just adore and we trust them, love them and love what they stand for. So check out siatefoods.com. Use our code almost 30 for a discount. And yeah, we just want to give you a big virtual hug. Thanks for listening. It means the world to us and we do this for you as always. So DM us, follow us on Instagram. We want to hear from you. Join our secret Facebook group. There's 13,000 women in there just talking, supporting, laughing every day. All right, y'all have a great, great rest of your week and we'll see you next time.